like to invite everyone to turn with me in your Bibles to uh, the book of Romans. We're going to chapter 10, and I'm going to read verse 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Our brother Dean will now bring us this morning's message. He looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. Good morning, everyone. In contemplating what we should talk about today, which is essentially the close to the first Sabbath of the new year, it came to mind perhaps something about faith. I think this sermon, by the way, this is part one of part two. Next week will be part two of this subject. It came to mind that it would be good to go into some depth on faith. I think this sermon started when I was quite young. I've always pondered and thought about this word faith. I've heard many sermons on faith, but I still have a um, perhaps more to learn about faith. As we know, Jesus said, without faith, it is impossible to please the eternal Father God. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. That gets my attention. I think it probably does yours. Um, this morning, I want to start off with a story that just, when I first read it, it gripped my heart. You know, Fox's Book of Martyrs is a book that it's good for all of us to read every so often, telling of the incredible people that we stand on their shoulders, if you will, in terms of, of this Christian faith that we all treasure. Um, many stories in there that are just, just grip you and, and is heart-rending about people that have given their lives for, the faith, for our faith. But there are modern stories that are equally as potent and poignant as those are in that book. One of which I'm going to relate this morning. It's about a, a lady who knew the text. He looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And in the words honoring this lady, she looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You will meet her in the kingdom, in the heavenly country, one day soon. Let me tell you her story. This is written in some code because it's in a country where communism is reign supreme and where people risk their lives if they're going to have a Bible or if they're going if they're going to be a Christian. The story is written from a pastor who experienced this experience with this lady. The lady is from North Korea. If you know anything about geography and world events, North Korea is a communist country that has no time for God, no time for Christianity. In fact, people risk their very lives to have a Bible or to even name the name Christian. 
In the words of the pastor, in sharing this story, there's a request that it not be utilized in any way that would jeopardize the safety of our believers in these far-off places. The words of the pastor, One Friday evening I found an unfamiliar face in my church. Her tanned face was like that of an athlete in her early 30s. Who is she, I thought. Softly I welcomed her and led the Vesper service that Friday evening. After worship, the woman sat silently in the vacant church, as if she was waiting for someone. Well, I pondered, she might have something to talk about. I walked up to her and broke the silence. She said, I escaped from North Korea. She said this very quietly with a troubled look. She continued talking, I am sorry, but could you do me a favor? How can I help you? I responded. An awkward silence hung between us for some time. She said in a low voice, I know there is prejudice against North Korean refugees. I was surprised and supposed that she would ask for a safe shelter where she could hide or money to move or a way to defect to South Korea. But her only response was these amazing words, I want to be baptized. This is the only thing I want to ask you for. Please give me baptism. An awkward silence hung between us for some time. She said in a low voice, I know there is prejudice against the North Korean refugees. I was surprised and supposed that she would ask me for shelter. I responded, I cannot give you baptism without preparation. Do you know what it means to accept Christ and be baptized? She said, yes, while hiding out, I learned about the Lord through a daily radio broadcast. This is the daily radio broadcast in the 1040 window in Southeast Asia. She continued her surprising story. When she escaped North Korea, she met a good-hearted Chinese family and stayed in hiding with them for several years. But life was hard because they did not speak Korean, and she was constantly afraid of being arrested. One day, while flipping the channels on the radio, she heard a Korean language broadcast. The radio program was the Voice of Hope from Adventist World Radio. At first she couldn't understand the concepts of Christianity, but the programs became the real hope of her life, a life that was full of hardship and loneliness. She began to listen every morning and evening, finally accepting Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. This is the last chance for me, she said. I must, I must get to the South. Even if I'm arrested, I want to die in the faith. I've been led by God's grace, and it was not an easy way. So please, oh please, let me get baptized. When the pastor, what pastor could not reject such a desperate request? So I asked her to stay one more week for Bible study. She postponed her schedule to leave and started studying the Bible with me. Her concentration was incredible. I've never seen a person like her stand before God with such a thirsty soul. We could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. After the week, we had a secret baptismal ceremony. We locked all the doors and windows and began to praise the Lord with lowered voices. 
and tears of joy. Where? In the small bathroom of the church. I put her into a bathtub, although the ceremony was humble. I believe the Holy Spirit and angels were there. I believe the angels were singing in heaven. When she left to seek her freedom, the church members and I eagerly prayed for her safety. Just before crossing the border into China, of China, I received a phone call from her. Her voice was full of hope. Her words still ring in my ears. I safely arrived at the border. Please pray for me. Tonight is the time. I will call you later from South Korea. I wondered, will it be possible for her to climb over eight wire fences in the desert of death, as it's called? I was filled with regret. I should have stopped her, but the only thing I could do was to pray. Several months later, a guide who led her to the border called me and told me the devastating story. That evening, she was caught by police while jumping over several fences, she was taken to North Korea and executed. I stood frozen, so surprised, I could hardly move. The memory of her baptism came vividly to mind. Tears of joy had flowed from her eyes and down her cheeks. I remembered her crying out, I want to die in the faith. Maybe she had a premonition of her future, I don't know. But I know we will meet her on that day of Christ's second coming. She is now asleep in Jesus, but praise God, the experience, she experienced his love and will join him in the clouds when he returns. As you and I sit securely in a nation of many freedoms, it's almost impossible to imagine the hardships and the suffering the people of some countries face at this very, very moment. The people of North Korea are dying without Christ and without any hope at all. And that is the case, my friends, in many countries around this planet. This poor North Korean lady had pressures and agonies that we cannot even imagine. And then to know that she was going to die when North Korean police caught her trying to escape into South Korea. But she was a born-again Christian, and that's what counts on this world. I fairly recently came across a number of words that we take from Scripture that we call the gifts from Jesus that give us eternal life. And I thought about this in relationship to this lady. She knew these concepts. She certainly knew these words. She didn't have a high-level education, but she knew Jesus. Can you imagine? The Holy Spirit reached down in North Korea, put his hand on this lady, and she started listening to a radio that told her about the gospel and about a world to come. 
Now, something's going to happen in a few moments that um, you don't know about yet. How's that for getting your attention? Um, I don't think this church has ever had two young um, young ministers, if you will, of the gospel come over 2,000 miles to give you the sermon today. But we have that pleasure today. We're going to go through what you have in the handout in your bulletin as gifts from Jesus taken right out of Scripture. And I'll make very few comments. The main thing today is the Word of God and studying the Word of God. We will make just a few comments with each verse. Um, Gifts from Jesus. Hopefully you all have one of the handouts in, in in your hand at this point. It was amazing to me as I as I did this study and realized these 12 to 13 very important words are all gifts from Jesus, every one of them. Morgan will start off with the first one, faith is a gift. Romans 12:3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, this verse reminds me of one in John, the first chapter of John, that every man that is born has a light that God implants in the mind and the soul that is just waiting for the Holy Spirit to touch and to make this light alive. And Morgan has just read here, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. But did you notice the first line of this verse? For I say through the grace given unto me. And that's given to every one of us. So faith, we now know, is a gift. Wakia will read our next one. Grace is a gift. For by grace are ye saved through faith, that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. We're beginning to see a pattern just in two, two scriptures here, given and gift. Both of these are gifts. When we realize this, it really changes, changes us. These are gifts given from God. Justification is a gift. Romans 5, 15 to 19. And if you'll notice the word gift coming through in most of these verses, but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, here's the word gift again, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Verse 16, we find the word gift again. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift, here's the word again, is of many offenses unto justification. Verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in the life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Verse 19, for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the disobedience of one shall many be made righteous. Morgan has the next one. Um, In sanctification is a gift. 1 Corinthians 1.30, 
But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that tells me that sanctification is a gift. Um, we have the word repentance, which we all must experience to enter the gates of the new Jerusalem. Waukee will read Acts 5.31. Him hath God exalted his, with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel for and for forgiveness of sins. So here, here we have the word repentance, it says, is, is given. It's a gift. Do you see a pattern here yet? We have um, forgiveness also is a gift, and that's in that same verse, Acts 5.31. Forgiveness that we all need to experience. Um, now we have 2 Corinthians 9.15 a wonderful text, 2 Corinthians 9.15, Christ himself is a gift. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. What do we say? Can we even explain how our God, Jesus Christ, left the throne room in heaven, came to this earth for me? I can't explain that. I can't explain that. Perhaps you can ask yourself the same question. For me? He would do that for me? The Bible says unspeakable. It means we can't even we can't even comprehend it. Unspeakable gift. Wakia has the next verse, Second Corinthians nine fifteen. We're gonna do the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away your stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. You know, that one's a new heart. Uh, Morgan then will read about the Holy Spirit is a gift. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Are you seeing a pattern yet? The Holy Spirit is a gift. It says God is giving, giving it to us. Uh, a new heart, this one in Ezekiel 36:26, that Wakia just read, a new heart will also I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you an heart of flesh. is next with righteousness is a gift, Romans 5:17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned by one much more. For they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by when Jesus Christ. Do you see a pattern yet? A gift of righteousness. Righteousness is a gift. Um, we come next to salvation as a gift. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Do you notice a familiar word there? It is the gift of God. Um, we come now to two final ones. Eternal life is a gift, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We have one final, one final text here um, about eternal life. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, 
and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Do you see a pattern yet? And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Do we earn it? Do we work for it? I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he hath made known, nor why unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for his own. But I know I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know not how this saving faith to me he did impart, nor how within my heart, but I know whom I have believed in, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through the Word, creating faith in Him. But I know whom I have believed in, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I committed unto him against that day. I know not when my Lord shall come at night or noonday fair, nor if I walk the veil with him or meet him in the air. But I know whom I have believed in, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. You know, this service today, is in honor of that Korean woman who we certainly will meet in the kingdom of God. Jesus had some words for us. Matthew 7, 7. Keep on asking and you will receive. What you ask for, keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, 
and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. The Bible is so incredible how the Old Testament and New Testament are in harmony. Here are Jesus' words in Matthew. We now go to the words in Revelation of a similar thought. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Revelation 3. That Korean lady knew these concepts and these thoughts, I am sure. She also knew the verse that Paul wrote, essentially quoting Isaiah 64, 6. For as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. As she was caught on that wire fence, perhaps this verse was on her lips. For she looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Heavy on my heart right now are people Many people, names I can't even mention, but comes to mind, Dr. Waddell, Harold's mother and father, Mona's mother and father, and my father and mother. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, as we await the gleams of the golden morning, may we never forget people like the North Korean lady and perhaps hundreds and millions of like her who are waiting for the trumpet sound and the angel to be by their grave to awaken them to eternal life. Amen.